0: Love Talk Radio.
1: There's a direct relationship between having the businesses and being in prison. Go find an Asian, see how many Asians you can find in American prisons. They ain't going to be in there. But 51% of your prisoners will be black, because you don't, blacks don't have the businesses and industries. There's a direct link. Blacks won't practice group economics. Blacks won't practice group politics. If you don't practice, you're setting yourself up. As I told that five-story building, you're setting yourself to get wiped out understand the nature of race which is economics. If you if you build the first floor, it's economic. Build your businesses and your industries. Control buildings and industry and put that pools in your money. And hold that money. And it's a, and practice group economics <clears throat> with it. Arab and Asian money bounces twelve to thirteen times or at least. Jewish money bounces eighteen times. Black folk gotta learn how to practice group economics. Black Americans spend every penny they get outside their own community. Then you take the money and the wealth that you get from that first floor And they're going to go after the weakest people they can get their hands on to incarcerate them. That's the black folk. And what are you going to do in response to them when they, when they, over, when they, when they over-incarcerate you? You're going to go out and have a march or demonstration. We're going to march. March what? Who cares? Marching never changed anything. If white
2: immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education, and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education... Into, with, and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry, which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man 100 years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year, we feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he, has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants, and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie Society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man and your mind and make, uh, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, he'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen.
3: Murder has been one of the leading causes of death among teenagers in America. That's what motivated one man to spend more than 30 years trying to save lives. And he did it with a board game. His story is told of a new movie starring Oscar winner Cuba Gooding Jr. Ephraim Graham sat down both with the star and the man who inspired the story. This will really touch your heart. Watch it.
4: Washington, D.C., home to more than a half million people and at least a million stories. This one begins at a little white house just seven miles from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
3: This is the story of a chess club founded for inner-city youth. It's different from most. Is distinguished in boasts of not just teaching chess, but truth. It teaches young children to reason, to rationalize to use good sense and intelligence against deception, treachery, and lies. So at the Big Chair Chess Club, we're on a mission to save the lives of our children, to teach the unteachable, reach the unreachable, and always think before you move.
4: Eugene Brown bought the old house in the early 90s. Said, tell my then travel to the city's toughest neighborhoods, recruiting kids to learn chess and join his club. I'm
3: going into my third decade of, of teaching chess. And I can actually say that I think that I'm the one that board chess east east of the river in Washington, D.C.
4: Yet, this is more than just a game to the D.C. native. It's a lifesaver for the thousands who've sat down with him over the years. Some of
3: them never learned how to be real good chess players, but that's not our mission. Our mission is to get them to think before they move, you know, because of uh, I've seen too many kids make impulsive decisions that's, that's ended up costing the rest of their life.
4: Impulsive decisions put Brown's son in jail for 16 years. His grandson is behind bars now. And despite his mother and father's love and hard work, Eugene did time too.
3: I must have did almost. Close to 20 years on layaway plans, a seven-year here, an eight-year here, a six-month here.
4: We visited one of those stops where Eugene went after trying to hold up a bank for $3,200.
3: I went to Trenton State Prison in New Jersey in 1969. I was a young guy. I didn't know anyone in that prison.
4: Eugene Brown spent more than a dozen years locked up here at the New Jersey State Prison for that botched robbery attempt. They were among the toughest years of his life, but he still took solace in playing the game of chess.
3: That's how I did my time on a chess board. I've seen the Muslims. I've seen the Christians. I've seen the, the stick-up guys. I've seen everybody had their cliques, and my click was chess, you know, and that's what, that's what I carried around.
4: The big change came when another inmate taught Brown to apply the game to his life.
3: I said, man, I lost. I ain't no. He said, man, you never lose. It. He said, you're either learning lessons or you're teaching lessons. Chess is the only game that can't be won, it can only be played. Just like life. Three stages of life the, your opening, that's when you're a young fella, the middle game, that's when you like middle age, and the end game.
4: He's been sharing those lessons with children since his release. The work has earned chess awards, recognition from the city, and now his story moves to the big screen in Life of a King, starring Academy Award winner Cuba Gooding Jr. Ah, uh,
5: yes, the pawns. They are the front line. They will be casualties.
3: That's born, man. Kids game.
5: It was really a wonderful experience to watch it the first time. And, uh, and I think that's why I'm here talking about it like crazy.
4: Gooding compares this role to the noble characters he's played in films like Men of Honor, Red Tails, and Gifted Hands. You are a man of faith and you make no bones about being a Christian that's right. in Hollywood. That's right. Uh, one of the things we love about you.
5: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm surprised my pastor sees all my poems. Because <laughs> there ain't no <laughs> <laughs> commitment. Some of them ain't Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Shadow about <laughs> it?
4: This film doesn't thing. <laughs> this film doesn't blatantly display faith, but surely you see it in the film
5: no, it's God's will, it really is this and and that's what's so cool about stuff like this man it's like you know i'm no saint in, in any way, and I make mistakes and I sin constantly, but it's my relationship I have when you learn about people doing great things like this who have been incarcerated. It's easy to say, oh, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a felon, he's an ex-con. But this is an ex-con who made a difference in the life of these kids who are now considered intellectuals. You know, and, uh, and that connective tissue of society and life is what intrigues me. And I hope that, uh, you know, people find healing in stories like this. King Perry it is. Now, King Perry has an army and you're a part of it. But the problem is, you think you're out there doing the king's business. All you're really doing is sacrificing yourself. Like the pawn, you truly are.
1: He ain't like that,
4: B.
5: It's exactly like that, partner.
4: I didn't know I looked that good. <laughs> Brown loves the film, but says he can't take credit for this latest move in his endgame.
3: The only reason this movie was made, the only reason that I'm here is it's an ancestral blessing. You know, it's from... My great-great-grandmother that probably prayed for us. My grandmother that prayed. I know my mother, you know. So this is all of those people that prayed, you know, for, for our family, for me.
4: And he thanks God for turning his tale of disgrace into a story of dignity.
3: Once you accept God, there's no limit to what you can
4: do. Ephraim Graham, CBN News, Washington marvelous
3: you know i'm not much of a chess player i'm too impatient i want to get in there and kill the Mm -hmm. other guy in a hurry you know i'm not i'm not one who's wants all that strategy and wait and think and everything you know just get the game over with i
1: love the lesson he's teaching though with the kids always think before you move it's great priceless
6: all right today's it's my house um and I've, i've like i've got a I love affair with chess now I've learned how to play in 5th grade But basically For the majority of my life thus far I would play chess Very irregular. I, you know, I might play it um, An isolated game or two And then Separated by years Of not playing uh, But um now I've picked. I'm I'm playing every day now, so I'm playing the computer, as well as as well as playing playing people online, and um, I'm watching chess movies. That was one which was a very good one, uh, Life of the King. Based on a true story, and the reason why I'm into it because I'm looking at chess in a whole new light. You can apply the lessons in. The lessons and strategies in chess, I believe, to practically every type of situation, or even relationships, in many cases, that exist on the planet. Um, and it's a, it's a lot to it. Now, today's podcast is titled Fiona uh, Matesi, um the Queen of Catway. Live stream number six one nine seven six eight two nine four five. I watched another movie. Well, finally watched it. I started watching it once, and then, I don't know, for some reason that night it didn't hold my attention. But then when I attempted to watch it again, it did. So uh, another excellent chess movie based on a true story uh the Queen of Catway, Catway spelled K-A-T-W-E uh produced by Disney. And um I had some audio. Um well put it this way. I wanted to have some audio for this podcast where you can actually hear Fiona Mutesi speak, but um With my phone, it downloaded some new, you know, updates, software updates. So I wasn't able to um, translate it to an MP3 so you guys can hear it today. Anyway, well, let me read something about uh, Fiona uh, Matesi. once again. uh, Very good movie by Disney, and it's uh, titled uh, The Queen of Catway. Fiona Matesi born... They think she's born in 1996. Is a Ugandan chess player. Uh, she was born in Katwe, the, uh, the largest of Kampala, Uganda's eight slums. Uh, Matesi won the Ugandan Women's Junior Championship three times and represented Uganda at four chess uh, Olympiads and is one, uh, one of the first female title players in Ugandan chess history. Uh see the subject of a, a two thousand ten book, and I'm gonna have to buy that book um, man fact like i'm gonna look you know my go to source is amazon uh anyway, my grew up in the Uganda neighborhood of Catway, and that you got to see the movie I'm talking about uh, poverty poverty and you, you uh but you can look it up online as well. Uh, she was roughly three years old when her father died. Uh, her older sister, Julia, also died of uh, unknown causes. At age of nine, Matessi uh, dropped out of school because her family could no longer afford to send her. Living day-to-day, Matessi sold maize uh, in, a, in a catway street market. Uh, one day, she followed her brother and discovered uh, a project run by Sports Outreach Institute a Christian and sports mission, and uh, all right. Hold on a minute. And an afternoon program on an after-school program, and we're going to be running up some of those out of our one-room schoolhouse. Um, anyway, she discovered she didn't know anything about chess, so somebody taught her how to play chess in this after-school program. Now, I, I mentioned this last week. I'm working on. Um, I already got a person to produce it. Uh, the board, uh, we're going to come out with a Black Wall Street chess, as well as some other things, but that'll be the first one anyway. Uh, Metessi, Fiona Matessi later returned to school soon for a primary. It, long story short, I'm going. I haven't read the book yet because I know the book will probably have some. The, Movies always take dramatic license. So since I saw the movie, let's go with the movie. Essentially, here's a a Ugandan young lady, still a young lady, and by learning how to play chess, now in the movie, she was able because she went to Russia and played, you know, these different places, and in the movie, she eventually – one, I guess, enough prize money to get her mother or get her family out of the slums of Catway in Uganda into a nice home. Now, online, though, and I've sent out um, I sent out a message to her or her people because I'm trying to get her on this podcast. Uh the only thing is what I've noticed because there's a there's a lot of talent over there in Africa on many different levels. And once once the once they get on the radar and they're trying to, they're kinda of hard to get to. But anyway, I put out a, a message to her over the weekend. Anyway, so but in real life, um she uh was playing well long story short, she got a scholarship to a university somewhere in Washington state and she's on the chess team there. And I think her, um, her chess rating is like, uh, so oh, I think it's over 1600. Um, and I think she might, cause they got different, they have levels of chess where, if, you, if your rating is high enough, then you can join uh, a chess club. So she's considered um, good enough to be a, cl- a, a good club player. Then there's levels where, you know, they have the, the master, master of chess, and you got to get, in, like, invitations for that. And then there's grandmaster, where, you know, your rating might be 3,000, three thousand thirty five hundred, some some high number like that. But uh chess I believe it, it like say it's a game that I think everybody if you know it we are, like I already knew how to play. It. I know how to play it I learned how to play it in fifth grade, but then when I'm looking at particular what I like about this movie, The Queen of Catway, you know, she's she's studying this stuff and there's a lot to study. I mean, the board. And the board represents landscape. And every problem that you'll ever have has a landscape. Even when it comes to um, where you live at, it's, 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 it's on a landscape. The players, what they represent, like I said, you can, there's a lot to it. I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm going to do some research because there's so much to it. You can actually go... Grades 1 through 12 Get a, a high school diploma In that stuff I mean it doesn't exist But there's so much information in And um, A bachelor's degree in it Master's it, it, There's a lot to it So she used to Based in the movie uh, Fiona um, um Study by candlelight Books on, um, you know, how to improve your chess game. Uh, and then there's another guy, because uh, I spent the weekend watching these movies on chess. Um, I mentioned it last week, but blind chess, blindfold chess, where you don't see the board. You had that's how good these people are they know the board without looking at it because you got to call you know you know k to b1 or six or whatever you got to call that stuff out so you have to know the board code um and you have to remember all your plays and you have to remember all the moves that the other person made and this one guy was playing blindfold chess He was playing against maybe five, at least five people, at least five games he was playing in chess blindfolded. You know, so fascinating game. And you can include in your life strategy as well as your business strategy Um, because it just really opens up your mind. But I recommend um, go on YouTube and uh, watch some videos about uh Fiona Mutesi that's A- uh P H I O N A Mutesi M U T S I E um the movie is on Netflix The Queen of Catway K A T W E uh you can probably watch it on um YouTube Red uh or Amazon and speaking of which let me go to my Amazon Kindle on my phone here, because somebody wrote a book about. Um, let me see. Okay, Queen. Well, she might let me put in her name. Fiona. Wrote the name wrong. Mutetsi. Let's see what comes back. All right, nothing under that name. Queen of Catway. Uh, see what comes up that way. Okay, yeah. Um, Queen of Catway. It's uh. I'm gonna download a sample. The audio book is a twelve ninety four. For those who like to listen, the Kindle price is eleven ninety nine, and I'm gonna just download a sample and um, read it later. Yeah, the Queen of Catway by Tim Carruthers. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm a, Oh it? okay. I'm gonna read this right after the podcast. All right, now let me see. Let me go back to my studio here. Um. in a few couple of weeks, switching topics um we'll be building our first class so i got I got a picture of the land online an aerial view so um anybody who wants to take a look at it just let me know. Let's go to our phone lines here, three five two Your mic is open
0: oh good morning l a This is Viata with soul purpose mm-hmm. healing and um thank you. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie. It was great. It was a beautiful movie um so I definitely um uh encourage people to watch it um and it just you know all this activity in the last few months about um Slavery and kingdoms and now the chess game is just a great opportunity, I think, for us to reflect on how royal we are as individuals and and just to build up our self-esteem. Because, you know, even that wedding was a reflection of who we are in many ways, the beauty that we can bring out in our hats and dresses and flowers and all the things that we saw that we're good about that wedding. And then we look at this chess board. Uh, to me, it's just a reflection of, you know, this life that we're living and how we can represent ourselves on that board as kings or queens or pawns. or You know, we have these choices on this journey to be whoever we want to be. So this is so – it's all good. This is exciting times for us to just reflect on who we want to be, whether we want to represent that king and queen or if we want to just get out of slavery, to make different choices. That's where we we have to take all this is how I see it.
6: I agree. I agree on that. Speaking of the royal wedding or royal unions, uh, because a lot of people are fascinated with... uh, The Bride and um, Some of the uh, Black folk That you know Oprah was there Uh, Edward Zelda was there There a lot of black folk More than usual had a black uh, choir there Um, But Merkel Or Megan was not the first uh, In contemporary times She's not the first black royal female Um, Princess Angela of Liechtenstein uh has been she's a black woman, darker, much darker than um Megan, and she's been Princess of uh Liechtenstein for quite you know, for a little while. So people that wanna get a take a look at that her, this this type in Princess Angela of Liechtenstein. Uh, yeah, the is history is
0: out there. It's fascinating, and um, we yeah. Yeah, a lot of generations Some generations they don't understand that this is nothing new. Like you say, there have been uh, melanin queens and kings for thousands of years, and so that's why we should celebrate this marriage, this union, because it just represents, I think, uh, a coming forth of history in a way, and and a new uh, a new diverse a uh, group of people coming into that kingdom. You know, there's so many good things to look at. People can put a negative twist on this wedding all they want, but many of us are just seeing nothing but positive out of this, and, and we're just choosing to see that it can reflect what, who we are in a really good way, how we can bring out the best in us. And not be slaves well, anymore, but be royalty. Well, That's how I see it. I'm royalty, what, and that what, wedding anyway, just showed so me
6: the, the wedding is just really a reflection of what's been going on for decades. Yeah, uh, exactly, Western, exactly. Western Europeans, Western Europeans vacation in Africa uh, all the time, all the time. I mean, because it's it's an inexpensive place to go vacation. Uh, they also um, they come over to South America, Central America. One thing I noticed about Europeans because I was living over there for on and off for like five years um, is they go they vacation in places uh, where their currency multiplies so um you take somebody that might live in Germany. Um, instead of going to Because they're on a euro now So instead of going to some place like England Where you have pounds And pounds You know you got to have more euro than pounds Because pounds are expensive They'll go to Peru Or Colombia Or Thailand like Or the Caribbean But What he did That's business as usual over there so, anyway, um, thanks for the feedback on that. Let's go to our next caller, seven seven three. Your mic is open.
7: Good morning.
6: Uh, I'm back. I'm back for a minute. Good morning, Pleasant Cliff.
7: How are you? And I got good morning good. to the guests. Uh, you know, I think that when they when the royalties started. Black people started to roll up in the first place. That's the reason why I and some of my colleagues and members, we had studied black history. And as we spoke about the, and you spoke about the uh, one-room schoolhouse, I, I think that that one-room schoolhouse is going to bring out a lot of history that we have never been taught because we've been kings and queens a long
6: um, and
7: that his You know what, not what been
6: you bring up uh, a good point. Matter of fact, that might be a podcast we do later this week. There's this African royalty right now that exists. That <laughs> you know what? I never heard of a podcast on it. And when people bring up we've been Queens and Queens, they're talking past sense. But there, are there uh that matter of fact, let me look it up right now. There's African royalty that exists right now And yeah. um, Let me see what countries are African world And some people well, you, know, you know when they how they made their money <laughs> They might get mad at them. Monarchies or people, You can look this up Monarchies of Africa There are many monarchies in Africa uh, Defined uh, as either a- Actually or nominally Self-governing states Territories and nations on the continent of Africa where uh, supreme power resides with an individual who is recognized as the head of state. Uh, all uh, all are similar in that they uh, that the sovereign inherits their office and typically keeps them until their death or until their abdication. However, only three are currently sovereign, while the remaining subnational uh, monarch, uh, while the remaining subnational monarchies, two of these are constitutional monarchies. Uh, Lesotho And Morocco um, In which the sovereign Is bounded by the laws and customs In the exercise of his or her Powers and one is an Absolute uh, monarchy In Mm Swaziland, On which the sovereign rules Without bounds The other subnational uh, monarchies Are not sovereign, sovereign And exist with a larger Political associations And in addition to these, there are three dependencies uh, of two European monarchies. The current monarchies in Africa are the Kingdom of Morocco, which has a constitutional monarchy, um, uh, the Kingdom of Swaziland, which um, uh, has the absolute monarchy, and the Kingdom of, of Lesotho, which has a constitutional monarchy. So then there's sovereign states right um, they also have tribal monarchies yeah, we have to do it. this because uh, what they call it, a separate podcast but um so yeah, African royalty. Contemporary African royalty We'll do a podcast on that later this week But um, Yeah a lot of people Don't talk about that No Anyway, you know I've
7: been been very fortunate I've got two princes One in Africa and one in Jamaica As part of our organization Right now uh, i I've been one of the most fortunate I I guess people that has created an organization in America that have read out and we've been able to and bring those people on board with us so that we can help. And I do and I one some of these times I'm gonna give you her phone number as to where you can possibly reach her and uh have her on the show. Because she's okay. really great she's her father came here to America and he was a king before he died and uh, she had some of her family uh, she had to go back to they passed, she had to go back to Africa and uh, she's now teaching school in Africa So, and the one that's in Jamaica uh, she's another princess and uh, she had to go back over there and what we did uh, uh and um, we've installed them in a the, in a position of our organization to become the uh, governors of those countries to where they are living. So I you know, I look at the royalty as being the first to ever get started as royalty because our people was taken and put in slavery those people. that they they enslaved for the bottom of some of those people was kings and queens in the first place. And that's the reason why America has flourished the way it has, because people knew how to build industry and distribute the goods and and all that good stuff that we've been able in America to uh, enjoy. It's cause of our ancestors. Not because of any white folks. It's because of our ancestors. They wanted to change our language so that they could steal what we've been able to create over the hundreds and hundreds of years. And the more research that I we are doing, uh, I, I just you know I'm just blown away at what we don't know. So. That's all I had to say this morning L.A. Uh, you can reach me. You know how to reach me if you need me because I'm going back yeah, to the I,
6: hospital. I, sent you, uh, uh, I sent you a text of an aerial view of, uh, you know, what we were talking about yesterday.
7: Yeah, yeah, I, I looked at it. It's nice. You know, that's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, LA. We've got to be, uh, if we want cities, we got to do what Africa has done. We've got to build our own cities. We've got to take the reins of building our cities, our schools. Like you and I talked about so much about the one-room schoolhouse. I was, when I was growing up, there was no um, multi-building process. We had a one-room schoolhouse. I helped to build a one-room schoolhouse when I was a child. And uh, the Waterloo Schoolhouse is a starter. And with the technology that we have today, people from all over the world can take and read the clips of the books that we have in the schoolhouse. So I'm, I'm definitely on board with education to educate our people. And because it's going to take more than talking about it, as we stated yesterday, it's about Show and tell today Because we are at that point Nobody believes us Unless we we're showing and telling And you know I was, We were discussing What we have been able to create On the internet uh, With the organization And uh, where you can now Go online and buy product That we are producing And I think we got about Four, four or five uh, uh, Industries that we have built and putting in and Al jordan has been a great uh, help in putting all of this stuff on, uh, on, on the website so that we don't have to buy from other people. We can recycle that money and buy for ourselves like you and I were talking yesterday. We can build houses without bank financing, and that's what we're going to be venturing out to do.
6: Right, right. You know what um there's a company I was I got in touch with them about 3 or 4 years ago. But um it's called they call it the Fridge Factory. And they're um they make solar freezers. Uh, but they're out of Swaziland, which is one of the world families of modern day Africa. So um, let me see if I can get somebody on uh, from that company because uh only thing is the time difference. Uh, last time I did a, a podcast with somebody from Uganda, um, I, I had to do it before our regular. Oh,
7: time. Did, uh, yeah, before I forget, did a man, young, from, uh, a teacher from Africa called me yesterday. He's one of my members, too. Uh, uh,
6: yeah, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance uh, to return it because maybe we can do a conference call later today.
7: Yeah, uh, he, he's in the race. What, what and part of
6: Africa
7: is he from? I can't think. I don't. I don't really know, because if I tried to say where he's from, uh, I would say he's a king. This man has brought so much to the table. Uh, he's been able to buy a building down the street from my office, and he, he's developed a lot. He's teaching college in Chicago. And I just feel I just blessed to have been able to contact like-minded people from Africa because those lies we've been told about people in Africa don't like us it's crazy. And uh yeah, our loyalty reaches back way before their loyalty started. And as Zoya was telling you and was reading off yesterday, I-, I believe she said that we've had six six presidents before uh, President Obama in America. And she read off why we don't know who they are. And she and I have been doing that research, and we want to put this in, in our study program so that we can be educated instead of miseducated about who we are, where we came
6: from. Right. Okay. Well, look, I'm going to call you in a few minutes so we can do hopefully do a conference call with that guy. But like so you said, you saw that, that, that text, that aerial view of the land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All
7: right. a that's a lot of land. Uh, the, the,
6: it's not quite, it's over an acre, but it's not quite two acres. Well, you know, you it might know, be an acre, uh, acre and a half land,
7: almost. Land is, is the product of where you have to build. You can see man is universal. Uh not the little land that we have. Uh it's universal. You can grow your food on it, you can build your house on it, you can hunt your rabbits on it, whatever you want to do with your land to move you forward. That's what the man is about. That's what God gave it to us. Well, yeah, so no,
6: um that's the reason why we have to set up what we're doing outside of tradition.
1: Is land essentially
6: yeah. If you got land You can feed yourself That's right That's right. Yeah you can feed
7: yourself Without land I wouldn't be able to do what I've done Over the Over the 70 years That uh, I've been able to do What I've uh, Been able to do What I've uh, launched out to do And uh, without that land I never would have got to this point
6: Right. All right, well, um, we got a poster. We got the aerial shot online. So um, on that note, we're going to end it for the day, and everyone have a good rest of the day.